0: Welcome to the Somerset Emotional Wellbeing Podcast. My name is Dr. Andrew Drosida from Somerset Clinical Conditioning Group and I'm joined by my friend and colleague Peter Bagshaw, GP and CCG Mental Health Clinical Lead. It's my great pleasure to welcome Gareth John from the Somerset Activity and Sports Partnership who's going to talk to us today about men's mental health. Gareth, welcome. Tell us a bit about yourself and what the project's about please. Hi Andrew, thank you, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, so I work for the Somerset
1: Activity and Sports Partnership, or SASP as we're often known, and we're an active partnership, we're the Active Partnership for Somerset, and we are all about giving people the chance, the opportunities to be more physically active and get all the m- amazing benefits from that throughout the county, all ages and abilities, and trying to make healthier and happier communities. Um, a large part of my job role is to lead on our men's mental health project, which, I've largely developed called Unbreakable Men, and we're looking to basically raise awareness of men's mental health, largely within sports clubs, kind of get the conversation started and sort of make it the norm, if you like, to be a subject that's, a, that's around and that's, that's raised and that people don't feel difficult talking about or, you know, being, being close to really. So we, we've started the project in in sports
0: clubs and we also have some individuals in a Facebook group as well. That's really interesting because it's a, it's 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 a truism that it's said that men don't cry, and that's a, that's a stereotype that we're trying to release. But it is true that men often have more difficulty in 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 accessing and talking about their feelings, and and yet being involved in an activity makes a difference, does it? Or
1: yeah, I think I think it can do, and largely if you're in a sports club, obviously potentially you're getting rid of some stress and and potential kind of build up of, of you know, maybe anger or anxiety and things whilst doing your sport, which is obviously fantastic. But I think there is a, a huge thing where, as you said, you you can still be a man's man, if you like, and not be particularly in good shape mentally, or your mental fitness might be a bit low, or you might be, you know, going through some bad times and things. But yeah, it's just that kind of thing where we want it to be... You know, you don't have to be a macho person and never, never think about it or talk about it. You want to just get it as part of the the natural kind of part of a club or society as it, as, every, as everything else would be. If you had if you had a bad leg, it would be the same thing, wouldn't it? You wouldn't just not tell anybody or
2: do anything about it. So, and I suppose if you're Uh, going into sports clubs, you're almost kind of preaching to the converted. There are people who already know about the benefits of of sports and being active. How do you try and reach people who aren't already doing activity? So, uh, well, at the moment, it's
1: all online because obviously due to COVID and things. um, And what we did originally, probably a couple of years ago now, we did a kind of pilot of of the project where I just ran... Um, a one-off session and we advertised out through our social media um, and our kind of newsletter and things at SASP and then basically about 12-15 guys came to the first session which we we kind of looked at basically looking after yourself sort of self-care mindset um, energy levels family and all these kind of things and we had mixed in some physical activity as well of course so we had some various sort sort of little fun activities to have a go at um, and then we ran four sessions off the back of that, and then we wanted to go kind of get a wider reach into sports clubs and, and, and sort of make it where, although, like you say, they're, they're already physically active, but obviously this project is kind of not just promoting physical activity, but it's kind of showing and saying that actually, as a bloke, you might be physically active and getting the benefits of that, but it doesn't mean, you know, there's other areas of your life you might you might need some tweaks or you might not be feeling great that that actually aren't just solved or sorted by physical activity but it's something that through this project like say you might then talk to one of your mates at the club or you might you know have a chat when you get home to somebody or even go to a doctor you know whatever it might be that that is right for that person because I kind of feel like there's different things that are right for different people aren't they so it's kind of it's not a one size everybody should do one thing if they're not feeling great but there's lots of different ways and approaches and if we can kind of Because obviously there's a lot of blokes in a sports club, (laughs) you know, in teams and things and clubs. So it's a great way if we could get that conversation started and awareness sort of going and making it a bit feel at ease about it then. I think we're kind of, we're looking to be like early intervention. Obviously we're sort of physical activities, So it's kind of like if we can help in that way and we can make
0: a difference, that'd be fantastic. So the social aspect is very important for helping get the conversations going, but just coming back to the physical effects, what, what beneficial physical effects are there on, a, on our body and on our mental health? Is, is it only for stress or, or does it help with other aspects of mental health?
1: No, so again, being physically active in general and also being in teams and things, massive benefits can help with low mood, can help with your self-esteem, personal confidence, um, you can, you know, you're getting the endorphins from exercise that will sort of recharge your battery up, get yourself moving. But it's also that social aspect of you're not isolating at home or you're not kind of maybe having a, not that going to the pub is a hobby, but a hobby like that. that might not be as beneficial, but you're getting around other people that with similar, you know, similar kind of ideals to you or want to play sort of a team sport or whatever type of club it is. And as well as that, you're, from my point of view, you, you be, you're being present with that activity. Because if you're, say, you you, you you go to an archery club, you're being present on trying to get the arrows on the target. Or you, if you're in a hockey club, you're present on the training or the match and things. So your mind isn't elsewhere worrying and being anxious about other aspects of your life. So, yeah, there's massive, massive benefits um, to mental health of being active.
2: I think that's a really important last point that you've raised, Gareth. So uh, we talk about mindfulness, don't we? And it's part of one of the talking therapies is trying to make people be in the moment rather than going over the past or worrying about the future. And certainly from personal experience, I find sport does this brilliantly. Uh, You mentioned archery. Uh, I'm a black belt in karate. And if you're not in the moment uh, during your sparring in karate, you get punched on the nose. And that's a a pretty good reminder to... uh, to live in the moment so is, is that one of the, the the main benefits do you see i think so personally yeah
1: massively because um I'm, I'm not obviously i'm not a mental health expert at all but a lot of anxiety and overwhelm comes from living in the past or living in the future so future thinking what you're going to worry about or what's going to happen in that situation or like you say dwelling on the past so the more present you can get in your daily life but like you say if your example you're gonna get kicked in the face or you're gonna get put on your backside or whatever it might be, you've got to be dead present. So being that present not only means you're not thinking about those other things, but for me personally, it means you're just full focus on right here, right now. And that that is kind of priceless because it just means that you're not you're not anywhere else and you just you can enjoy that or maybe not enjoy it if you get kicked in the face, but I'm sure you enjoy the competition of it or whichever part it is. But you're not thinking anywhere else, basically, and so not even big problems. But you're not thinking because sometimes you just get a little bit of anxiety, don't you, about thinking of something that's going to happen in two hours, or you might need to what you're going to, how you're going to handle that situation. Not anything big, so it can be brilliant for that
0: as well. That's really helpful, thank you. And um, men can be—I don't know why—but men, we men, can be afraid to be open and honest about feelings and do you think and, and how does it work do you think that working together as a team or at a shared activity creates bonds that makes that easier and and if so how how is that happening I, I think I think yeah
1: it can I think again it's down to the individual so I kind of feel like a lot of the time you might be with at the club with some of your, your really close mates and sometimes that doesn't help they're, they're somebody you wouldn't open up to or sometimes it might be um but there's also that kind of scenario where you might be doing the warm-up and having a bit of a chat and then something comes up because for me again personally i can't think of anything worse than sitting across the table from someone and having an intense chat about something like like on this sort of kind of topic or that if you're there chatting to your mates thinking oh i don't feel good at the moment mate, and it's like a bit of a warm-up and you you get chatting so it can kind of have that bring on that as well and again you might have someone at the club who isn't one of your really close friends but actually they're a teammate or they're a clubmate that you trust and it just comes out to them because you're not comfortable talking about it at home maybe or something so I think it's kind of for the individual if that makes sense Um, and I think it's one of those things where you are in a team environment so a lot of people I think have and blokes particularly have the I myself used to have the thought process of, I don't know if anyone, I don't really feel like anyone else f- thinks like that, feels like this way, maybe, or thinks like this. But, or what would they say if I said to my mate, I'm not feeling great mentally? They might think, but actually, from my experiences, if anyone in the clubs and teams I've been in or myself, anyone came to me and said something, everyone in the team would be trying to help them out. <laughs> so it's kind of, you know, that sort of scenario where I think it, awareness is a huge thing. And that's why. With the project that we're trying to run, I think if you if blokes are aware that other blokes feel these ways, you know, and again, there's a massive spectrum, isn't there, of you know how you might be feeling mentally? But if if you think actually it's not a big deal because someone else over there is probably thinking the same thing or had the same feelings or had the same thought process processes, and there's that awareness, and I think that can take a lot of that sort of the pressure off of what, what what you might be thinking, really.
2: If that makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. and I'm interested, Gareth, um, in in the nuts and bolts of how you do this, because as Andrew said, a lot of men are very reluctant to come forward with their feelings. And I can imagine if they feel that there's some talking group coming into their um, sports club, that might in itself be a little bit worrying and off-putting for them. So how do you go about it without raising these barriers?
1: Um, That's a great question. Yeah, so what you've just said in that opening part of that sentence is exactly what we didn't want to create that kind of tense kind of feel of, Oh, Oh, it's, it's Wednesday night, nine o'clock. We've all got to talk about our feelings or we've all got to you know be serious and talk about mental health and things, but we've tried to steer away from that. And again, I've used my personal experience and I've used my experience of being a bloke and my experience of mental health with trying to make it casual. And what we've done is we've, we've put together a, a manual um, and it's kind of like, um split into four themes so that blokes can pick it up within their club. Obviously it would have to, it's at the moment it's all facilitated online and I've done kind of a video so that the person facilitating the, the activities and the challenge can just kind of play the videos to the, the members. But the manual split into basically four themes mindset, energy, family and self-care. So we've got within that we've got kind of half a page on each of the topics and then we've got given them some challenges to maybe and just kind of get casually and in a fun way hopefully and there'll be banter I'm sure which is what we want in clubs especially with blokes and things that you can go through the themes you can have a look you could pick a challenge for that week of what something you might try and work on and as a group as a team you could pick the same one or you could you know do maybe one um, one each or you could do all be doing completely different ones within that theme but the point is that you get to have a dig at your mates in a fun way of what their habits are like or what they what they could be doing or changing and also for, i think it's a good thing because when if you have because everyone gets the manual so you could take it home and if you are having maybe slightly you know deeper thoughts or something maybe but it, it has that kind of effect where you might be thinking actually that is something i really want want to work on well, yeah i have been feeling like that maybe I, I could get some help and at the back of the manual we've got a lot of long list um, because we're in, we've partnered with public health, mental health with this. So we've got a long list of resources and things if obviously everybody anybody is in sort of real bad shape. But it's kind of done in a fun, if that's the right word, way, sort of lifestyle lifestyle uh, audit, if you like, and, and to see that everyday blokes could, could just have a go, have a go at some changes. They're not complicated, they're not difficult, and they're not long-winded. And, yeah, to create a bit of banter and conversation within the, in the clubs, really, and the teams or whoever it is.
0: Thank you. And some of our listeners might be wondering what what front website is the best one that uh, that they should look at to to find some of the information that you're just recommending.
1: So the SASP one is www.sasp.co.uk and then within there, on the, on the tabs, you can find the Unbreakable Men um, project, and you can you can sign up as a club or you can sign up as an individual and come into the Facebook group. And in terms of the public health mental health ones. There's obviously some of the ones that come to mind thinking kind of Um, Mindline. I'm trying to think of some more off the top of my head. Time Uh, to change.
0: I'll just give a plug at this moment. Mindline, Somerset Mindline, 01823
2: 276892. And, of course, we've got Heads Up as well, which is a national charity doing the same sort of thing. And and if people want um, positive workouts at home with the emphasis on mental health, I, I recommend Joe Wicks, who's really encouraging and, and shares his own uh, experiences of how exercise improves his mental health.
1: Yeah, and we've got a lot on the SAS website, we've got an activity tracker, an activity finder, so you can find any anything. If you type in your postcode, you can type, find sessions near you in whatever pretty much sport or activity you're into. Um, and yeah, there's loads of stuff online, isn't there? Loads of great stuff,
2: often free as well, so... Do you have any examples Gareth, of people who've uh, come in contact with your organization and who've been helped by it
1: um, well I wouldn't say specific examples at the moment because we're quite we're quite new in terms of we started the club pilot through lockdown and, and then literally locked down the original lockdown hit two weeks later um, and then we've had kind of similar So we've taken the whole project online. So we're in the very early stages of clubs taking that up. We've had just over twenty clubs take it up so far. But I know the guys that I'm still in contact with who've come to the original kind of seminar and the workshops and things. uh, Basically, the, the the main feedback we get all the time is that it's good to hear somebody talking about this in a normal way. If that's probably not the right word, but and that blokes do think this way or feel like this, and actually there's kind of for them it's been it's been great to go to something and and I know some of the guys in the Facebook group just to be part of something where people think and feel in a similar way I think it's been good.
0: One of the things that we suffer in silence um, any human being can but um, it it seems that men often do is that they either use alcohol or substances or, or other things very often, I think we use them for self-medication because we have emotional issues, whether it's self-esteem or whether it's pain or, or whatever, that are, that are one of the first reasons that we, we might use alcohol or we might use something else. And I just wonder, are people like that excluded from your project? Um, or No, not at all, no. So again,
1: a, a little paragraph in the, in the Unbreakable Men manual is, is, is titled Sedation. And it's those kind of things where like, as you just said, specifically, I can't speak, especially blokes, I'd say probably look for other ways to take their mind off things or to deal with things, maybe drink, maybe junk food, social media, isolating themselves, all those kind of things. So we look as part of that in the manual is kind of how's your habits? What do you do to sedate when actually maybe that's the time you might want to go and get around some friends or text a mate and things. Um, And I think we wouldn't We wouldn't um, exclude anybody for anything like that, no, not at all, because again, our kind of mission is to support people um, and get everybody who who might need to be involved, involved, really, and give them a chance.
2: And do you meet much resistance? Because we're taught, aren't we, traditionally, uh, from a very early age, that part of being male is about not crying, you know, men don't cry, the phrase man up, uh, which... Is saying, well, you shouldn't show emotions. That's a sign of weakness and not being male. So is it difficult for people
1: to admit feelings? Um, I think it's kind of one of those things where people will engage with it and then some will engage with it and then you won't see them much. For example, like in our Facebook group or, or from, the, from some of the clubs I've had a little bit of feedback from where, they were all really keen and some, some have shied away kind of feel to it. Because I think there is that real issue, isn't there, of like say blokes don't cry, you're not meant to cry, you're supposed to be manly and you know, not, not supposed to have emotions and all the things like that. Um, but I think, I don't know, I think it's kind of one of those things where you, you kind of engage with it when you need to almost and, and if you, and that's again the point of the project really is to, it's there if people want to be involved. So we don't actually get resistance as such. It's more kind of not not in, not inter- integrating or interacting very much sort of thing. So, and again, I think it's one of those things, isn't it, where somebody could be in a group for a while before that that could be their very first tiny step. And I know one one guy who came on one of our um, like virtual live sessions, and he said that, like Even this is a massive step for me just to come on. And it was and on you know it was on Facebook Live, so you couldn't see their face or anything, but it's just a massive step for him to come in uh, and be involved in it, and, and and maybe they just want to listen and you know kind of see what see what's happening and see what it's about. Which again, it takes different people different amounts of time, doesn't it, to
0: engage in these kind of things? I think it's it's it interesting. I think many of us carry shyness and and sometimes shame, but shyness at, at various levels, and uh, probably probably starts through teenage years and we express it in different ways um, but thinking about the sort of the more national picture um, Gareth what do you think of all the work being done in, in Premier League in football and nationally around mental health and and and, and Prince William and others that are involved with?
1: I think it's brilliant really I think if people with kind of his profile and his power and same with the Premier League the more things of those, the organisations or people with those kind of pres- that presence that can be open about it, and again, I think if something like the Premier League, so obviously it's such such a high profile business, really, isn't it? I know it's football, but it's a business. If places and people like that can be involved, I think it's only going to help because it's again, I think it's just one of those things where it, if it gets more into society and more normalised, and and like I say it's the fact that because you're a bloke, you can be manly and, you know, I'd like to see someone tell Tyson Fury he's not a real man because he's had mental health issues. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of thing, isn't it? That it, it doesn't take away anything of your masculinity or your, your sporting prowess or, you know, anything like that. It's just, I was looking at it like everybody's got mental health and mental fitness so you might have different issues with it at different times or different degrees of of an, of an issue with it but we're all kind of in it In the world to help each other aren't we i think really so anything that can be involved like that is only going to be a bonus
0: i think you've touched on two really important things there one is belonging belonging in a group uh, with other people so that we can relate to them Uh, and and also you were mentioning earlier the beneficial effects on, on on endorphin serotonin and other neurochemicals of the exercise um Which sports and clubs are you particularly involved with, Gareth? Are there any areas that you'd like to mention particularly?
1: Um, So, like I said, at the moment, we've had kind of just over 20 clubs signing up and they've all been a massive variety, really. We've had uh, martial arts clubs. We've had, like I said, archery, um, football, cricket. Uh, We've had one kind of... They badge themselves as a social, not literally a social club, but a social club in terms of they do different activities over a kind of a different period of time. We've had um, running clubs, like canoeing clubs, so it's a real real wide spread really and again, we wouldn't discourage any particular sport or activity becoming
0: involved um, with it at all, really uh, And is there an age? Mix or a geographical mix, or is it is it all in Taunton for people between twenty five and forty, or is it uh, it's a no, so it's it... all
1: sorry so it's all throughout the county. Again, yep. we've got clubs from all over the county signed up. We've even got a few from Bristol that have snuck in, which I've let them sneak in. <laughs> but um, and again, it's it's over it's just over 18s really. But I'm sure they you know I don't know for sure if they've got younger members there as well. But I'm sure they would pass it on to maybe 16, 17 year olds um i think for me i was i was keen to be involved in this project as well because i've got two sons and like they're 8 and 12 and they're going to be the next blokes that don't want to talk or they don't want to open up or they you know potentially could have mental health issues if this issue and, and and it doesn't get a lot more open and and things like that so i'm always constantly trying to trying to work on them and i'm sure people that are in the group Um, or on the challenges do it themselves and I think a great point you said earlier about man up my favourite little uh, quote is don't man up level up so don't worry about manning up but level up and sort of take responsibility for your emotions and your your mental fitness and, and how you're feeling and your lifestyle which again goes back to the manual and then see how you can go then basically
2: another phrase I like is it's okay to be not okay which I think normalises the fact that a lot of us struggle. And there's been quite a lot of focus, hasn't there, on men's mental health, primarily because of the excess suicide rates amongst men. Um, But I know that there are other things going on with uh, men's sheds, for instance. And uh, Andrew, I know you do a lot of work on West Somerset Railway. Do do you tie in with any of those other groups at all, Gareth? Um so
1: kind of specifically not with this project just because it's a slightly different project, but like I said, we're LinkedIn, we're we're partnered in organization with public health, mental health. So we would be like, happy to share anything that else is going on in, you know, the communities. Um and again, I am aware of those kind of projects as well. So again, not for any reason other than just we're you know, we're slightly separate in terms of we've just been doing physical activity and things like that and they obviously have their own agenda but yeah I think anything like that that can you know keep going and because that's that's the thing again isn't it I think it's not one fit so I'm absolutely useless at DIY so I probably wouldn't be interested in going to a men's shed or I could go there and make a cup of tea or something but I wouldn't be doing much good at anything else so I think again the more things you can have happening um to get the the, vo- the voice and the awareness out there would be brilliant
0: and there's there's a word that uh, that frightens some of us, and that's the word exercise, uh, and uh, it tends to make us think feel feel that we're going to have to do a, a 10k or or a marathon or an Ironman. What level of activity is beneficial? Do you have to do lots in order to get the benefit, or is 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 it a different picture?
1: No, again, I think there's for us as Sasp in general, there's a mass kind of you know a lot of our work is trying to exactly what you've just said and trying to say to people. Just move, move, move. If, if you go for a 10 minute walk in the day, um, if you, you know, don't sit down for longer than half an hour, try and get up and move. I always say to my people in my groups, if you're watching TV, get up during the ad break or put the kettle on and do a few little mini exercises in the kitchen. Um, again, there's guidelines that kind of I think it's, um, sort of 150 minutes a week, um, moderate intensity for adults. But I will say to the people I work with that if you are wanting to train for something, then You need to do a lot of exercise or work really hard in a certain area or like you say run 10ks but if you want to be get the mental health benefits you need to move often hydrate get outside get around people um and again obviously there is various you know guidelines on how much exercise to do um and and specific training types but the more you can do the more you can move the better i think you're going to feel in general and again it's it's that person's ability and lifestyle isn't it if you're you know if you're not used to doing lots and lots of exercise it's probably not going to help you that much to go and do lots and lots of exercise straight away but the more you can move about and and be outside and things i think is only going to be beneficial
2: i think that's a really important point and uh, i've looked into the physiology of this a little bit and and certainly you get most benefits for those early uh, short activities and then it gradually tapers off the more you do so Uh, My message to anyone, even if they're physically unfit or have got physical problems that that make exercise difficult, is give it a go. And uh, if you can do no press-ups, then doing one press-up is a win. If you can do 200, then doing 201 is a win. But you, you get benefits right from a very early stage, don't you?
0: And uh, and for the, for those people who live in houses with more than one floor, just walking up and down the stairs several times is a really good way of getting exercise. Or, or for some of us, even just if, if we're stuck at a at a desk for a while and at a computer, just standing up, walking around for five minutes every hour, or even just standing up and sitting down ten times, can just get the cardiovascular system going.
1: Definitely, and like you say, you can put loads of little tips and bits into your lifestyle at the moment i've been working at home so i'll always leave my drink downstairs so i have to go and get my drink of water every like 10-15 minutes i have to get up and move or like you said you could carry the shopping in in 10 trips even though it doesn't need that from the car or, or from the, get off the bus one stop earlier anyway just to fit it in get it into your lifestyle um and your body is a bit like a car battery isn't it the more you move it and all the energy charges up and then that's going to help with your your mood and your mental health anyway
0: Gareth, just turning to uh, perhaps our last topic in this podcast is, are there any plans that you can share about any physical events or groups restarting as lockdown relaxes or are we a bit early to, to know? What uh,
1: um, well, at the moment, um, some of our outdoor exercise activities have started again, because um, obviously the 29th of March was kind of the little the benchmark to start some things up again outdoors. So we've got uh, we've got a project called Active Spaces, which is going on and um, that's that's kind of um, through Sedgemore and West Somerset in, the, in different parks and areas there. So that's worth uh, checking on the website on www.activespaces.co.uk for those. Uh, there's also health walks all around the county that are free and they're leveled. So for any again, any kind of ability level fitness level um, and they're able to meet and, and get walking again. And then I think that obviously the next benchmark is that 12th of April. And we're all kind of rolling towards there. Hopefully, we can get a bit more happening, and then obviously, hope we come out of it a
0: lot more, and we can get a lot more back to normal, sort of thing. So, just one last question, um, Gareth: Where, the demographics in Somerset are quite interesting, um, compare, of, of diversity and, and uh, ethnicity compared to the rest of the country? How, how do we how do we broaden that? How do we how do we make sure that that that's, that's that's catered for. In terms of exercise activity? Yes, and, and in terms of people joining in, because it may feel a bit daunting to, to join a club where everybody looks very similar.
1: Yeah, so all of our projects, we are as inclusive to everybody as possible. We'll encourage people to make contact with the person who's running the session or the, the walk or whatever it might be first. So they can get familiarised. We're very much a... An organization where we want our activities to like I said to include everybody and give everyone that opportunity to be physically active so we're not looking you know not worried what people wear as long as they've got safe appropriate clothing on we're not worried um you know that they're not in exact gym kit and things like that and we would encourage people to who already come to the session to bring a friend along so it can take away uh, that little barrier to them of, of the unknown um and again we just so all of our i say all of our instructors and things and our kind of leaders of the sessions are all so friendly and would you know make time to make make that person feel welcome at the beginning um of anything that we're doing and get them involved um and get them in the group as quick as they can really
0: so gareth the uh, the website is uh sasp.co.uk and what's what's behind that once you go on the site so once you're on there, you can find
1: through all the different tabs, you can find everything about SASP, you can find adult activities, junior activities, everything we're doing in the communities throughout Somerset. Um, and you can find the health walks that I mentioned earlier, and you can find the activity finder. Everything to do with SASP is on there to give you that opportunity to be active in whichever community you
2: live in in Somerset. And make sure you do put the P on the end, otherwise you might find yourself signing up for more activity than you're bargaining for.
0: Indeed, indeed. I don't think I'd be joining the SAS. So last message is everybody's welcome and bring a friend as well.
1: Yeah, indeed. More than Let's get everybody active.
0: Thank you so much, Gareth. Thank you.
2: No problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You've been listening to the Somerset Emotional Wellbeing Podcast hosted by Dr. Andrew Tresider and Dr. Peter Bagshaw. The show was created by David Seeley and was produced by Rob Hunt's Music on behalf of the Somerset Clinical Commissioning Group.